0: to supply every need that we have and we're going to give you the praise. Lord, replace our fear with faith. Replace, Lord, our fear with faith in the name of Jesus. Help us, God, to begin to fill the atmosphere with faith rather than fear. Help us begin, God, to act and operate like the creative order that we are really a part of. We just ask this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we sing that song? Listen is the yeah. to that place and that spot Lord where you really are our everything move us to that place Lord where you are number one where you are the chief priority where Matthew 633 comes alive in our walk with you and comes alive in our life every day seeking first the kingdom seeking first the kingdom hallelujah in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, musicians. Thank you, singers. We just wanted to kind of open up Wednesday night tonight, a little bit different than just coming in and teaching and talking, but uh, I want to remind everybody that uh, stay safe, take care of yourselves. This is coming to an end. We're going to believe that it's coming to an end. Up oh, there you go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The dinosaurs are back in the sanctuary. The fire-breathing dragons. Uh, are you going to run my slides tonight, or do I need my clicker? Okay, I'm running the clicker tonight. That means I'm not getting any encouragement tonight from out the outside world. So I'm going to be treading the wine press alone. <clears throat> so I want to. Uh, I want to talk to you tonight. And what, I've got about 60 slides, so I guarantee you we won't be getting through everything tonight. We'll just pick up Wednesday night where we left off tonight. We'll pick up next Wednesday night. But I wanted to talk to you. Um, the last few weeks, like I said, I've been seeking and searching out what others are saying, what other pastors are saying, what other prophets are saying. And you say you prophets, you you believe in prophets? Yes, I do. The Bible talks about the fivefold ministry. And there he, the Bible says that he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. That's what's referred to as the five-fold ministry. And I believe today that there is a calling and there are prophets in the world that the Lord is showing things to. And so as I've, I've, as I've been reading about and viewing and looking on the internet and looking at different men of God, I wanted to make sure that they're all saying the same thing and I'm finding a common theme that they are saying the same thing and the Lord is showing them the same, same thing and, and, you know, um, a prophet, a prophet in his situation, you know, he's telling you thus saith the Lord and in the Old Testament, if a prophet did not tell the right prophecy or anything like that, if, it was a, if he was a false prophet, they stoned him. So I, I've heard people today who claim to be prophets, and they say, well, you know, he's right 80% of the time. Well, no, the Lord's always right. So if you're hearing from the Lord, he's going to be right, and you're going to be right all the time. So like I said, this thing is kind of running the same same track. So I want to talk to you tonight about what's going on. And I believe and there are a lot of these these men of God that are hearing from the Lord, and a lot of these guys are saying they keep referring to the third, the third Great Awakening, the Third Great Awakening. Now, I haven't really studied the, the Great Awakenings much. I know that that was uh, during a time of great moves of the Spirit of God upon the earth. And I pray in the name of Jesus that we are about to enter a Great Awakening in the church. I I don't want this to be wasted. I don't want this to be a time where people get stirred for a little while, but then they're never changed. I want people to be changed after this is all said and done. I want people to be um, different from this day forward. I want people to be hungry for the Lord. I want people to come in ready to worship. I want people ready to to teach Bible studies. And so... um, I wanted to just see the kingdom begin to roll and flourish. So let's talk a little bit about this tonight. If uh, Brother Clark can give me a clock somewhere where I can kind of see the time. Can't see it up there for the flags, but uh, he'll kind of fix it for me so I don't keep you here past, you know, breakfast in the morning. I want to talk to you tonight about connections. 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 Angels and believers. Angels and believers. Now, there were different groups of people in the New Testament when Jesus walked on the earth that Jesus dealt with. Thank you, sir. Jesus dealt with different types of people, different groups of people. These different groups believed different things. He dealt with three major groups that gave him a lot of of grief, a lot of trouble, during his earthly ministry, he dealt with the, the uh, Pharisees and he dealt with the Sadducees and he dealt with the scribes, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. And there were some differences between them, of course. And one thing that you can remember is the Pharisees, they, they took the law of Moses and they would add to the law, making it almost impossible for the ordinary man to be able to live for God. There, there will be so many restrictions and rules and laws that he couldn't, you couldn't pick up sticks on the Sabbath. You couldn't walk so many, so many furlongs, and you couldn't do uh, cubits. You couldn't lift this. You couldn't do this, and so the the Pharisees made the law very, very difficult to adhere to and to, to follow. Then there were the Sadducees, and the thing that I remember about the Sadducees is this. The Sadducees did not believe in angels, and they did not believe in a resurrection. So they were sad, you see, okay, and there was a great laughter throughout the congregation. Yes, like it's never been heard before. So I want to talk to you tonight about connections between believers and angels, connections. So we're going to go. So let's talk about the divine order. There's a divine order that has been placed and has been set up from the very beginning of time. It is the divine order of creation. It is the divine order of humanity. It is the divine order of the very universe. The divine order, first of all, is this, is God and then angels and then Christ and then man and then woman. God, angels, Christ, man, woman. This is the divine order of the universe. Now, somebody may say, Well, that's kind of racist or sexist. The woman is clear at the bottom there. And somebody may say, Well, what about Christ? He and the angels. Well, let's let's look at that for a minute. First of all, you gotta remember that number one, God is the Spirit, John 4 24 and they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The next thing you have to remember is, the Bible says that God created all the angels. Okay? So he created all the angels. So the angels are in the spirit being God class. Then, in order that God is a spirit, John 4, 24, in order for God to be able to sacrifice and offer his blood for the atonement of all humanity, past, present, and future. He had to take on something that would offer blood. He had to put on something that would offer the sacrifice. And so he had to take on a body of a man. And therefore, that body was Christ. And the Bible says that he became a little lower than the angels. We'll show you that in just a moment. And then... The man was created, and out of the man came the woman. The woman did not come beside the man or outside the man. The woman came out of the man. The woman is still in the man. And the Bible says that her desire would be to her husband. That's from the very beginning. Okay, so that's the divine order. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6. It says, but one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. So God made man, set man over the works of his hands. Verse 8, Thou hast put all things in subjection under His feet. For in that He put all in subjection under His feet. He left nothing that is not put under Him. But now we see not yet all things put under Him. But we see Jesus. So we see Jesus here, who was made a little lower than the angels. Why? For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that He by the grace of God should taste death for every man. So we see that Christ, which is God, manifest in the flesh, 1 Timothy 3.16. We see God manifest in the flesh in the form of Jesus Christ to take on a body to suffer death, but then be crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. That's why we celebrated a resurrection This past Sunday, we made it through Easter, and nobody came to church. How about that? I believe the Lord is bringing a divine shift to the church today. I believe there's things that we're seeing that's coming out of this time of quarantine and time of shelter in place that we are seeing happen. That's going to stick with the church, and there's going to be some changes made in the way we evangelize, and changes made in the way that we do Bible studies, and changes made. in in how we operate at times. You see, don't get just stuck on one thing because you're going to have to be flexible in this last hour because great changes are coming. And so that's the divine order. So man is created in the image of God. Man is created in the image of God. How do you know that, Pastor? Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So God has made man in his own image. What is God? Does God look like I look? We're not talking about the fleshly body right now. We're talking about the divine existence of Tracy Zimmerman. We're talking about each of our divine existences. On Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, I preached, if Jesus can raise from the dead, so can I. What was I trying to say there? I'm trying to say that the same Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead, the Bible says in Romans, if it dwell in you, it shall also quicken your mortal body. It shall also quicken our mortal bodies. Resurrection is given to the believers. It's one of the benefits of the believer. It is the final operation of the Spirit that will eliminate the sting of death in our lives forever. The resurrection of the dead. So we're here and we see that God created us in His own image. God is the Spirit. They that worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. John 4.24 So Two of the most powerful elements in the universe. Two of the most powerful elements in the universe are these. Thoughts and words. Thoughts and words. Now you say, Pastor, where are you going to go with this? Well, I told you this may be a week or two Bible study here. might be three weeks. I don't know. We'll just see how the Lord continues to download. But we have in our lives, the ability to think something and then to speak it. We have the ability that we, a thought will come into our lives and then we will speak what we think. God said in his mind, it is not good that man should be alone. So God spoke and said, I will make man a help me. God said, let there be light, and there was light. But what happens is God thinks it, and then he speaks it. And we are the same way because we are built in the image, and we are, we are created in the divine image of God. We're not just mere human beings taking up oxygen and space on earth to live for 70 years, hopefully, approximately promised, you know, collecting stuff and things to go get a storage shed and then put it all in a storage shed and then die and that's, our existence is over. No, our life on earth is just temporary because one day our spirit We'll go and live somewhere, hopefully, in the presence of the Lord. If it doesn't live in the presence of the Lord, then we're in trouble because we're going to be living in torment. We will never die. You will never die. Death on this earth is just a transition from the the physical world that we find ourselves in today into the spiritual realm that we really have been created to be part of. Thoughts and words. So we have to look at this and say, okay, Thoughts and words. God thought it, then he spoke it. God thought it, then he spoke it. Now, I I wanted you to look in your Bible at this. There's a phrase there in the King James translation. There's a phrase there, and it says, After his kind. After his kind. That phrase, after his kind, appears 23 times in the scriptures all of them in the old testament in the king james now after his kind let's look at genesis chapter 1 verse 11 says this and god said let the earth bring forth grass the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself Upon the earth, and so it was. So, an apple tree produces from a seed another apple tree, an orange tree, a papaya tree, all produce after its kind. You don't plant a tree that is supposed to be an orange tree and then come back a few months later and see apples hanging off the orange tree. No, it's going to produce after its kind. And so he did this with the grass. He did this with the herb-yielding seed and the fruit trees. And the Bible says, And the earth brought forth grass and herb-yielding seed after his kind, and the tree-yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. All creation, living things, plants, animals, and all operate in the same way, after his kind. Now I have four children. I have four children. Those children look like, in some manner and aspect, In some ways, they look like their mother. They're beautiful. Other ways, they look like their father. They're blessed. Yes. What are you saying? I'm saying that my wife and I had four children that were produced after our kind. We didn't go to the hospital, and my wife had a, a baby hippopotamus, she didn't have a sea otter. She didn't have a beaver. She didn't have a uh, fish. She had a human being after our kind. And so we are to produce after our kind according to the divine creative order that God has put us in. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying man who is created in the image of God must operate and exist after his kind, which is God. God created us. God made us like we are. We are, no, don't take this wrong, we are in the God class. Because now we live on earth, now we live in our flesh, we are subject to the laws of this earth and subject to the laws of our flesh. But inside of my flesh is a spirit that comes from another realm. It comes from another place. It comes from God. My spirit man, walking in my body, was born in sin and shapened in iniquity. The, new, the Amplified, I believe, says... Psalm 51, I was born a sinner because by one man's disobedience, sin entered into the world. Therefore, by one man's obedience, salvation has entered into the world through Jesus Christ. The first Adam, the Bible says, Romans, was of the earth earthy. Then the second man was the Lord from heaven. So you see, my second man, my spirit man, was captive inside of my fleshly body. My body was dead in sin until I received God's Spirit into my life, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, being born again of the Spirit. When I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it was a resurrection for my spirit man, and my spirit man came alive in my fleshly body. Therefore, my fleshly body now is at war with my spirit man, my spirit body. My spirit body wants to do good and it wants to do right things. Paul said, when I want to do good, evil is always present with me. He said that the things I don't want to do, the things I don't want to do, my fleshly body, that's what I find myself doing. And the things I want to do, I can't do because I'm in a war with my flesh. Oh, wretched man that I am. That's what he said. And so, man created in the image of God, we must operate and exist after the God kind. We must operate after his kind, which we are in, created in the image of God. If we do that, we will begin to see the results of what we are speaking and what we are thinking. All that I'm hearing now in this whole situation, this pandemic, is it's time for the church to rise up. And it's time for the church to begin to operate and speak in the prophetic. It's time for us to begin to take our place on the stage. You see, whether you want to believe this or not, we are coming down to the end of time. We are coming down to the last hours of this earth. Those of you, I know I know, there's people who are watching this over various streaming platforms, and social platforms. And there are people from all over the world who are watching the, and will visit this website and will watch this sermon. I'm telling you this, that we are coming down to the end of time. And this thing is about to wrap up. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. So if you think this is bad now, you wait until you can't get your power turned back on and you can't get any gasoline at the gas station and you don't have any food and there's no food at Walmart. You think toilet paper was bad when you couldn't get toilet paper at Walmart. It's going to be real bad when you can't get any food at Walmart. Just get ready. So what I'm saying is it's time for us to move into what God has for the end time church and that's us. God did not put Paul and Peter and and Timothy here at this hour. God put us here. God put you and I here for this hour. You were born to the right set of parents at the right time to get to the right place in your life to find out you needed God and you found him being born into the kingdom. You have found him and here you are. And now you're wondering, what in the world is going on? It's never going to be normal anymore. And you've cried and you've wept and you said, Oh, God, we didn't have people at church at Easter. Oh, God, we can't even go to church now. What's going on? I'm telling you, you have been created for this time. Apparently, God has seen something inside of us. Apparently, God has seen something inside of us from the beginning of our destiny that this is where he's put us. God has a plan for us. God has a purpose for us right here, right now. So let's see how we were formed. Psalm 139, verse 13. I'm going to read it in the King James first. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. That's what the King James says. Now that's a little hard to follow. I'll admit. King James is a little difficult at times. King James is a little hard at times. I'll admit that. All right. So let's look at it in the New Living Translation. You made all the delicate. "'Inner parts of my body,' Psalm 139, 13, "'and knit me together in my mother's womb. "'Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. "'Your workmanship is marvelous. "'How well I know it. "'You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, "'as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. "'You saw me before I was born.' Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. I want to just dwell on that last verse, verse 16 for a minute of Psalm 139. You saw me, God saw us before we were born. God saw us before we took our first breath on this earth. God saw us. God saw all of it. Every day, God saw every day of my life. Why? Because God had recorded it already before I was born in his book. Every moment was laid out before one single day had passed. Some of you have not yet found the destiny that God has written down for you. I'm telling you that each and every one of us have a destiny that God is trying to bring into our lives. He has put you in the church in this hour right here, right now. He has put you here to be ready for the end time. This, these prophets are saying and I'm not just hearing it from one. I'm hearing it from all kinds. Two Sundays ago, I preached a message called I don't even remember what it's called now. Hallelujah. You better get your business straight with God. You better get on fire for God. That message, I can, in that it had David Wilkerson, who founded Times Square Church in New York City. In 1986, God gave him a word. He said, in this word that he gave David Wilkerson, he said, a plague will come to New York City. The bars and the churches will shut down and the government will be shut down also. And he said, when that happens, the th- there will be a great awakening, the third great awakening in my church. Oh, I am so ready for that to happen. I am so ready for that great awakening to happen. I am so ready to, to have... No pew space for anybody to come to church in. You say, Pastor, we're just going to come back to church and, and it's just going to be like it was. I pray to God it's not. I don't want it to be like it was before. I want it to, I want it to be different. I want people to be hungry. I want people to be on fire. I'm also, in my spirit, the Lord speaking, I, I'm, we, we're going to do more virtual Bible studies online. You know, God's given us this technology here, and we're going to do it online. We're going to do online Bible studies. We're going to do online training and teaching. Why? Because guess what? We are trying to move into that thing because God saw us before we were born. Every day of our lives, he had already recorded in his book. Every moment it was laid out, Before a single day had passed in our lives. God has you here for this time. God has you here for this purpose. God has a plan for you. Don't let anybody tell you that you were an uh uh-oh when you were born. Don't let anybody tell you that you weren't planned. God had a plan for you. Your parents may not have planned you. Your parents may not have planned for you. But God is in control. And God will use whatever it takes to get His will and His plan done. So wherever you're at right now and you're watching this, you're listening to this on a podcast, you need to ask God, God, whatever you have to do, whatever instruments you have to use to bring my life to pass according to the plan you have for me, I want you to do it. Mary and Joseph had to leave Nazareth and go back to Bethlehem because there was a tax decree and a census that was taken by Caesar Augustus in Rome. He's sitting at Rome. He's sitting on his throne in Rome, and he's, he's wanting to count how many people he has in his Roman empire, Caesar Augustus. He's wanting to take a census. And you know, by the way, that while we're taking a census, we might as well get a little money from each of them. We might as well do a little franchising here and get a little bit from each one of them. And so they, they had to go back to the place that they were born Little did Caesar Augustus know that Micah, the prophet, back in the Old Testament had already written down in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, But thou Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among thousands of Judea, yet out of thee shall he come forth, that is to be ruler in Israel. The birthplace of Jesus was going to be Bethlehem, but he was living a hundred miles away. His parents were in Nazareth when Mary was pregnant with him. So God said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do in order for my word to come to pass. I'm going to drop a tax a tax increase and a tax and a census taking in the mind of the emperor of the whole world. And he's going to think it's a good idea, and he thought of it, but I'm just getting using him to get to my plan. God will use whoever, whenever, however to get you to get to your plan. This pandemic that we're looking at here, there's, the, the, God's using this somehow to move us into his plan. You better get ready, get ready, get ready, because God wants to do some things with you in this hour. So as believers, as you and I are believers, 2 Timothy 1.9, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling. God has called us, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Brothers and sisters, God has called us. He has saved us with his holy calling. Not according to what we've done, but according to his plan and according to his purpose. That's 2 Timothy 1.9. And all of us have this one. We've all got a plaque of it on our wall we all got a plaque of it written on our, on our notebook. We've got a little flower thing that says, I know, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. God knows his plan for us. Each of us have a book of destiny. Each of us have a plan to fulfill. Each of us have a purpose, not to just make money and collect things and get a storage unit and then die, and then your family fights all over. They keep what they want to keep, and then they sell the rest in the rummage sale for a quarter. Put everything in that box over there and get rid of it. We're going to take $2. Nobody even wants it for $2. You might be lucky to get 50 cents out of it, and you spend a lot of money on that. That's not the plan that God has for you. The plan is not for you to just accumulate stuff and things, and then live and die and don't do anything. God puts you here on this earth to build his kingdom. God put you here on this earth to do his plan and his will and his purpose. Our angels, we each have angels. We each have angels. We're talking about connections tonight. Angels and believers are angels. Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. Beware that you do not despise or feel scornful toward or think little of one of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven their angels always are in the presence of and look upon the face of my Father who is in heaven. The little ones have angels in heaven. We were little at one time. You got an angel in heaven you got an angel that walks with you. The Bible says in Psalm 34:7, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivers them. So I'm going to wind this down now. I've preached long enough, taught long enough. Just about time for me to get up and get you something out of the refrigerator. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. But I'm telling you, God has a plan and a purpose for you. I'm telling you, God has something in your life That he wants to do. And you might think that we're just here by accident. You might think that we're just here because, you know, there's this pandemic and it's not good and people can get sick and die. No, God's got a plan for the church. God has a plan for you and he had that plan for you before time began. Before you were born, God already had that time. Hallelujah. I'm going to stop there. We'll pick up with Mary next time when we do that. But I want to also tell you that I want you to be aware and I want you to get ready because we're going to be starting to do some Bible studies online through Zoom, probably. Zoom will be the platform for that. We to interact on that. I've had two meetings, three meetings right now on Zoom already. It's very, it's very good. Uh, they had a few glitches, I know, with some stuff and, and with the FBI, but hopefully that all got taken care of. And so we want to make sure that you join in on these Bible studies. We want to get the word in you. Don't forget the podcast. Don't forget the podcast. I, I don't listen to our podcast very much because I'm the one that's preaching in our podcast. I already know what I said. But I'm listening to other pastors and other preachers' podcast. I'm getting the word in there. you got to get the word in there. Get the word in there for you. Also, if you're needing to give... You can give online. Many of you have opened up an account and give right online. That's fine. If you'd like to mail your giving in, you can do that as well. There's envelopes in the white mailbox if you'd like to take the tithe envelopes for that. Also, throughout the week, I'll be sending out a text to all the church members. Uh, when, if you'd like to bring your gift by, your giving, I will be here, and we can do that as well. So st- keep the faith. Stay strong. God has a plan for you. You're connected. You are connected in the kingdom. I want you to remember that. You're connected. We're connected with angels. We're connected with God. We're connected with our destiny. And God has a plan for you. God bless you. I'll see you Sunday, 11 a.m., live broadcast right here again from Family Worship Center in Vandalia, Illinois. God bless you.